And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Welcome back. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Tempest 2 podcast. How's it going? Pretty well, thanks. Pretty well. Um, before we kick off, I think we both need to apologise. Yeah, wholeheartedly. Everyone listening. Um, the state of the podcast last week was not up to scratch. No, it got away from us a little bit, didn't it? It was. If you, haven't, li- if you haven't listened, shite. don't if you haven't listen. Go back and listen. <laughs> And you'll know what we're talking about. It's, um, yeah, I mean, can only apologise. Can think of excuses, but it, it doesn't matter at this point. If, if we uh, wasted your valuable, valuable time, then we can only apologise. We literally just sounded like we didn't want to be there. I know, which it is not drool. the case at all. No, so weird. You can't be, hey, every every top player has off days. So. Oh, yeah, totally. So apologies, you know, we're back. We'll uh, we'll make up for it. We're we're on our A game, um, and we move on because it's all you can do. So yeah, how's it going anyway? How's your week been? Pretty good. Good weekend. Bank holiday weekend. Just the usual bit of golf, a few beers. But looking yep. forward to. We're in May now, aren't we? We're in May. We're in the main month now. If we May, are this in is the May, best month of the year. The, your birthday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a busy month, so I'm. I go out to Spain at the end of this week to do a menu tasting at the new venue. Mm-hmm. Then I go to Istanbul next weekend mm-hmm. with some friends. And then a couple of weeks after that, we go, you're back in Cape Tambri? Yeah, we're, I mean, it is May. The flight's on the 31st of May. So there Stag- you go. Stag do in Cape Town. TC Stag do, Cape Town. How's, um, the, how's the planning going? I, I, I've obviously been... It's good. It's taking a step back. You, it's you, good. You yeah. excited? You're, you're in the dark. You will remain in the dark now until we land, essentially. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's um, it's going well. It's going well. I spent a lot of time at the weekend just researching the the roots and the history of the uh, the incredible place that is Cape Town. <laughs> Don't dig into too deep. <laughs> no, no, it's a horrible place. In fact. <laughs> <laughs> but no, luckily got some friends um who've spent a bit of time over there got the got the form one know what we're doing um it's gonna be fun it's gonna be very fun it's uh it's gonna be four days of carnage bracketed by two long haul flights so not only is it very good fun it's a complete test of endurance as well i was thinking i was actually thinking this over the weekend because i remember someone saying to me years ago there's no better place for a hangover than a long haul flight because right. you're, you're sat in a seat, people are bringing you food, it's dark, films, no one bothers you. But my experience of being hung over on long-haul flights, mainly that flight we took after the Make-A-Wish Foundation ball, yeah. where we were flying to California, and I well, I almost perished. I almost yes, died. Yes, you did. So I'm not sure that that's strictly true. Yeah, I for me, I can't think of a worse place to be. <laughs> you, you've got no access to fresh air for 11 hours. Right. I mean, I think it depends on how bad the hangover is. If you're in that mode where it's just like, you know what, just no one come near me. 
just going to eat and drink and chill out. Yeah, I think you're probably right. If you're in the mode that you're in, very much SOS, you need your blood sugar regulated. You're thinking about checking yourself into a, the day doctor. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's touch and go. Then it's the worst place to be. But I think luckily they're both overnight flights. Mm, so the yeah. first night will be lick it up. I'll never say that again. So you haven't got to worry about that. Did you just say lick it up? I said lick it up, but in a, a really lick- weird way. <laughs> yeah. I thought you said lick it up. I was like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> oh, it started. Lick it up, baby. <laughs> no, I, you know, we'd have, had, we'd have had a few beers. And I think that's going to be, because no matter what you say and do, the first meet few beers on a stag do are just like peak excitement aren't they yeah yeah, yeah. it's just it's just and then we've got 11 hours for that excitement to die down <laughs> exactly and then we land at about 11 a.m in cape town and we you know we touch the runway and we're straight in you know it's a good it's a good it's not there's not too much plan we're not running around like blue ass flies but we've got a good final destination blue not death flies. you know and we've it's going to be great but then then flight home is the evening as well which at least gives us that whole day yeah to kind of pull ourselves together a little bit have have at least a salad yeah maybe a salad and like a a full fat coke from a bottle with ice exactly Mm. exactly maybe a dip in the sea um sharks Sharks. um and yeah might you know make you do one last thing not not like not, not, not doing anything. No, not weird. It's a, it's a good thing, but um, it, it might make you sick. So that's the only thing. So but that's the fun for us, you see. Yeah, good stuff. So, so that'll be good. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fantastic. May's a hell of a month, isn't it? You've got a lot of travel, actually. Belter, yeah. And it's and wedding then... season. I've got two weddings as well before Have your you? stag do. Yeah, one in Cornwall, one in Genoa in Italy. Hip. Babies so... allowed? Um, no, no to need... no to either of them. Uh, but it's too soon anyway, so you know I'll just be flying the flag for the household <laughs> with your um, tie on your head. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, hopefully, doing the household proud, but probably embarrassing everyone. <laughs> so that'll be fun. I'm gonna put the put the Tesla camp mode to test as well. So that'll be good. You gonna sleep in the Tesla? Yeah, drive down to Cornwall, sleep in there. I've, I've, it's too late for me to book accommodation. I've had a look. <laughs> Um, so I basically have to, either that or a tent. So I'm going to give it a good run out. Classic, isn't it? It's like, guys, make sure you book it. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're right. I found like a place in Newquay, which was like an hour away. And then there were no taxis. So I just, <laughs> just thought, you know what? Just sleep in the car. So what are you going to do? Are you, you going to put like a little like mattress down? or? I think I'm just going to go with the similar hospital setup of like the little blow up camp bed mm-hmm. and my sleeping bag. Um, we'll keep the cabin at a cool 20 degrees or something. That'd be golden, I reckon. I think it should be fine. It lacks privacy. You know, yeah. are, anyone can look in the windows. but Yeah, but the back windows are tinted, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. You'd have to be like weirdly just looking into the car anyway, which hopefully doesn't happen that much. You're going to turn sentry mode on? Yes, I think it go. it turns on when you put that mode on. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, oh, nice. <laughs> but you've got you've got to have a certain amount of battery before you do it. So I need to check what that is and uh, make sure I'm charged up. Because I then, also need to drive home the next day. So we'll. It's a lot of travel. We've got a few things lined up: Cape Town, etc. And then, as soon as we get back from Cape Town, 
We get the keys to the new office. Let's go. Now we're talking. Holy shit. I'm pumped about that. Yeah. That's great. So we've got the new office, which is, as we've said previously, literally bang in the middle of us. We have checked out the local area. There's a golf course less than five minutes away, mm-hmm. which we played last week. Really nice course. Great. So we're going to get a summer membership there. World class. Yeah. I mean, that's ideal, isn't it? We've just got 120 Tempest 2 branded golf balls, <laughs> which is marketing. That's marketing spend. Yeah. Um, the amount we'll lose is free marketing. <laughs> we should put on a few of them, like uh, voucher for free keynotes. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, if found, please return to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I feel like we've got this office and it's, uh, what is it? Seven by four? Can't yeah, sounds about right. So big, like, and it's like big, like vaulted, almost like barn-like roof ceilings, whatever. What are we gonna? What do we want in there? That's a good question. It's a good question. We're so used to just being at home with a screen, a little setup, but we need to create a nice little environment there. So we're talking coffee, like coffee machine, good setup going in there. Mm. We're talking maybe a little loungy area. Be a nice place to record this, for example. Well, there's a, there's an entire, there's a whole other room, isn't there? That we yep. didn't have as a bit of a studio. Yeah, exactly. So any, uh, if anyone out there listening can think of some nice touches or some things that we should put into our office, let us know. We've got, we'll have a desk, we'll have a standing desk, nice little screen, good little setup for... Um, when we deliver virtual keynotes and workshops and that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, the floor is ours, literally. We can do what we want with it, can't we? Yeah. Yeah, we want it to be more of an HQ than an office, don't we? Yeah, exactly. If there's any any budding interior designers out there who want to do something for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We yeah, can no. leave you a hell of a testimonial. We can really help you out with yeah. recommendations. So that'll be good. That'll be good. So yeah, from in four or five pods time, we'll be uh, doing it from the office. So that'll be good. Yeah, full setup. Excited by that. Excited by that. I tell you what leads nicely on. Um, speaking of Cape Town and, and your podcast, it just triggered and something we can speak about on the adventure mindset segment. Yeah. Which is this week. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I've been being fed this this content but came to me first on twitter of all places and you never really see adventure stuff on twitter do you no no um and it's a guy called russ um i think his tag is like hardest geezer and he is a bit of a geezer is he is english yeah he sounds you know he might be essex-esque that sort of vibe um yeah ginger lad big beard and he basically just takes on big challenges, full adventure mindset on him, um, and none more so than what he's doing right now. So 10 days ago, yeah, he started his challenge. It's called Project Africa. And it's he wants to be the first person ever to run the entire length of Africa. Uh, so he's starting in the south next to Cape Town, and he's going to run north, uh, which is... Africa is a massive continent. I think it often gets overlooked. It's 5,000 miles from the north to the south. Yeah, that's enormous, isn't it? So that's like, you know, people that run across America or cycle across America, that's closer to 3,000 miles. 
So it's nearly double going across the width of the USA, which is just insane. Not to mention like some of the vast like landscapes and areas he's going to run through. Um, he's got a couple of his mates by the looks of things who are like taking photos, doing the support vehicle. Uh, and he's trying to run like 50 kilometers a day. For how long? Uh, is, well, if he does that, it's going to take him 160 odd days. Bloody hell. Whoa. That is, that's bad, isn't it? Like not just for him to do it, but for his mates who are, and it must be like, I don't know, it must be their job or it's a gap year or something, but that's a hell of a commitment, obviously from him to do that much running, but from his mates as well, who are like joining. That's he's just... a bit of a nutter. I've, I've just Googled him. Yeah. So he's like done stuff like he was buried alive for a week with only water. Yeah. He, he, he just does random things that are hard it's kind of a bit of a i don't know budget goggins is out of order <laughs> this guy's more he set a world record for he pulled a suzuki alto a car an entire marathon in nine Did hours it? nine hours yeah. that's pretty quick yeah that is that is mental Russ, Russ Cook is his name, yeah. He did, a, he did a marathon on crutches when he hurt his leg and like the blisters and stuff that he got are outrageous. So he kind of just takes it upon himself to um, to do very hard things and uh, and learn from them, which is kind of what Adventure Mindset is all about. So well worth looking at him. And it's, it's really refreshing coming from the adventure space. You know, we talk about it a lot, like people that do challenges. It's, it's quite a similar persona and type of person that that do it and he's a breath of fresh air he's not like that at all um he's pretty funny pretty cool and he's just super honest about how he's feeling so he's uh he's worth a look at on his uh on his youtube but he's tweeting every day and instagramming every day like from the run so i imagine we're pretty early on if it's going to take 160 odd days Good luck to him. Bloody Hopefully, hell. yeah. By the end of it, I reckon he will have a, a decent following if he's the first person to. Uh, I, I to can't do believe it. he's the first. Put. I'm really surprised that no one's ever done it. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I kind of like we were saying a couple of weeks back, and I'm not saying this is why he's done it, but if you do want to uh, <laughs> do, do all right and have, have a decent keynote, do something that no one's ever done before. Mm. And like like we said, it's not easy. You know, running the south and north Africa is going to be brutal. Be amazing but, though, the, like the scenery and stuff oh, would be staggering. What what an experience of your life to do, and no one else has done it. And he's going from Cape Town all the way up to the north, like Morocco, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Going uphill, interesting. <laughs> yeah, into the wind and uphill. So, Go downhill, you nutter. <laughs> make it easy for yourself. Also, surely you'd want to finish in Cape Town, not Marrakech. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go straight over to Marbella, though, can't you? Yeah, that's fair enough. Much Tuck right in. We might as well just run home if he's already got all the way to Africa. We might as well do Europe as well. Um, I actually got a, out of the blue, just triggered a message I got on uh, LinkedIn last week from a bloke, a guy called Ryan. Basically, message, every now and again, we get these messages or emails. Um, usually, they never end up doing them. But he's like, oh, I'm a big fan of adventure, blah, blah, blah. I'm planning on rowing the Atlantic. He like, emailed me like a year ago. And I was like, yeah, cool. Good good luck. And then he messaged me last week being like, I've got a place. Like, holy shit. I'm moving. Legend. Like going in December. Like it's basically with another team. They've had a dropout and they've he's got the nod. Mental, by the way. 
um, doing it with people you don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> goodness me. But he was like, um, are there any tips that you can give me, like something that surprised you? I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on what yours would be. But I was like, right, okay, like you'll, you'll hear a lot of stuff, you know, telling you to do things, but these are the things that we found. Number one, take more chocolate and sweets than people tell you you need. Um, because we were told, you know, take one chocolate bar every week. It'd be the best part of your week. So we took five a day. Um, training on a rowing machine is a complete waste of time. Um, there's not one rowing stroke is, uh, is the same. Uh, take an iPad loaded with films and rom-com uh, and stick it to the outside of your cabin. Uh, don't go in to the race looking to set records because it's got nothing to do with you. It's the weather and keep a journal. It's amazing to look back on. What would you add to that? Yeah, I actually don't know. You said the the one that I was going to say, um, which was, I think, the third one that you mentioned, which is kind of about the records. I would, I was going to say, like, don't have really any expectations. Mm. I think that's where you're, I swear, like you break down and shit hits the fan is where like those expectations inevitably go out the window. Um, it'll be interesting with the iPad and the sweets and the chocolates and stuff, because when you're doing it in a race with people that you don't know, they, and they don't have the same approach. They might be very like weight conscious and not want that. Um, so yeah, that I'll be fascinated to speak to him like throughout and afterwards and see like how that dynamic goes. Yeah. That's, That's high risk in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Which it makes it even more important that you kind of try and not be easygoing, but yeah, like remove your expectations and just not float along, like put put effort in. But it's very important that you all get on, essentially. Mm. Otherwise, it's going to be shit for everyone. Um, so I don't know if those other teammates like know each other really well, and he's just like filling a space, or they all don't know each other. But yeah, that's fascinating, and that's like a an insight that we don't have. Um, so I wonder in the bigger teams, the 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 boats of four and six and sometimes eight, some of them, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Because you're doing shifts almost in like pairs. I wonder if there almost becomes like little cliques, like between. Yeah, but I, yeah of course, definitely. Because there must, there must be. Like, oh, they're fucking. You know, they're not pulling their weight, and blah. you almost get little tribes on the boat. It'll be the smallest things. Mm. Yeah, that, that guy keeps leaving his food wrapper out or he's not putting it in the bin or that guy can't seem to piss in a bottle he keeps missing yeah all that sort of stuff like it just takes you to notice it and you to notice that someone else has noticed it and then you, you know once you see it you can't unsee it yeah oh, god it'll be fascinating to do yeah. like a little you could do like a little psychological experiment on that sort of stuff yeah Mad- madness it'd be interesting yeah that is it's also oh. got the potential to be, you know, the him to make like friends for life. Off yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be oh, fair play, Ryan. Good lad. Good luck. Good luck to Ryan on yeah. this Atlantic adventure. <laughs> the endeavor. Um, right, reminiscent segment. We're running out of things to talk about here. We've we've spoken about our entire lives. I feel, but yeah, we're going to be talking about. Day 33 of COVID next. (laughs) Hey, some good times on lockdown. (laughs) Um, So this was, this popped up on the old iPhone. And the the picture that popped up was us led by a pool in the four seasons drinking Coronas. (laughs) Which was, 
It's a hard life. It was quite possibly one of the best keynotes we've ever been drawn in for, wasn't it? It was in Oman. It was at the Four Seasons. It was for Flight Center? Yes. I want to say Flight yep. Center. Yep. Flew out there. We arrived, cabbed to the venue. We were on stage within 30 minutes from arriving, gave the keynote, off stage, and then we were in Oman for two days. As Let like, loose. Yeah, that, that rest of that day and then the day after. And we were just in the lazy river in the Four Seasons in Oman drinking Coronas. I mean... What a gig. What a... I know. And it was it's weird because a lot of times we travel to those things and you're hanging around waiting, you know, to do it. So you're prepping or whatever it is. Yeah, this was the opposite. Night flight, straight in, straight onto the stage. Um, and a great, amazing, like, audience, amazing keynote, a, a big venue. You know, the setup was actually one of the best that we've, mm. we've ever had in terms of, like, the AV. It went amazingly well. And it was about 9.30 in the morning we were finished. And we're, like, you know, on the coast in Oman. There's nothing else around us. So we kind of had to spend the day there, right? Which is great. And then you were floating around the lazy river with a, a daiquiri in hand and <laughs> not putting the two and two together. And everyone that we delivered a keynote to that morning about adventure mindset, we then went floating past with a daiquiri in oh, hand. Yeah. They were like, hey, look, it's the Tempest 2. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, like, shit, I forgot what we're doing. Swim up a stream or something. It's like, do hard shit, do hard shit. Yeah, like, hold your breath for as long as you can. Like, look at them, they're drinking daiquiris on the Lazy River. It's like, oh shit, we're off the clock, leave us alone. Yeah, it was a bit of a, you know, m- maybe a clean break is easier, but it was a fantastic, fantastic day. And then we actually went, um, that was, our, that was, I think, our first taste of climbing, if you remember. We rented yes. some paddle boards. We got paddle boards. Paddled around the headland, and there was just, like, there's quite a lot of, what do they call it? Deep water soloing? Yeah. It's literally, there's quite a lot of famous deep water soloing routes in Oman. Um, so we went and climbed up some routes, barefoot, jumped off back into the sea. You lost your sunglasses. Yeah, lost those. That's good. It was, <laughs> that's the price you pay. For adventure. Um, and, and then the and next we play golf. Day, yeah. Oh, my God, we did. We played at that amazing course. <laughs> what we went a in, trip. <laughs> we went into, it's Muscat, isn't it, that you fly into? Yes. Oh, went for dinner there. Oh my god. Went went for dinner and and um went for a local cuisine and rolled the dice and it was actually ah what a trip. Yeah, that was. Did did we eat Alpha One? I think that's what it was called. What? I think that's what the restaurant was called. Was Alpha One? How have you remembered that? It was like I I took a photo of it and I put it on Instagram. I put it on Instagram and I put the copy one for Al. (laughs) <laughs> alpha one <laughs> <laughs> and it tickled me to this day and it yeah, went I viral <laughs> i think i got three laughing emojis <laughs> off it yeah then we flew back the next day upgraded to business yes we did <laughs> yes we did and i love that i love that it was a cheap upgrade don't it guys it was a cheap upgrade and we when you're in that mode you've got a you know, you know what the adventure mindset is about, guys. It's about making memories. It's about it's about doing shit. So we, you know, spent every penny near enough and upgraded. Uh, well, I remember we, we, I, we, I tried to steal the blankets as we, we left. 
Oh my god! Oh my god! Right, that's oh, that is amazing. So, firstly, when we got to the airport, we we're like, oh, really like to upgrade here. Now it will we'll get to the front, we'll ask, and we we're like, right, let's have a number in our head. Yeah. It's like, right, if we can upgrade for two hundred and fifty quid each, we'll do it. We got to the front. It's like, can we upgrade to business? Yeah. Let me check the system. How much? It's four hundred each. Deal. <laughs> Deal. We both knew that there was there was some wiggle room. Fine. It's almost double. Not you could double it. And then so we got on the flight, business class, and you know, lovely flight back. Great. We're not really we rarely fly business, or we didn't really back then. Yeah. And um, you know, now it's kind of a long haul flight to a keynote. We try and you know make sure it's part of the deal because otherwise or it's a or it's a terrible keynote. Yeah, otherwise <laughs> we we're coming in pretty shite. Um and we were sat there. We were about to get off the plane, and they they gave you, I think it was all, a load of white company gear, so like a duvet <laughs> and a pillow and stuff like that. And we was like, yeah, you know, like this this stuff this stuff's great. Like, I'm going to take it home. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure you can take it home. You're like, of course you can. You know, you've got the you've got your headphones, you've got your toiletries. Like it's all included, mate. I was like, seems mental that they were given out duvets. And you're like, yeah, no, no, mate, you're wrong. So you, you stuffed it in your bag. And as we were getting off, <laughs> Stu like, um, excuse me, sir, you can't take the duvet. You're like, yep, cool, not a problem. <laughs> no, not a problem. Yeah, I knew, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I, I put one in my bag, and then I tried to take the comforter, the pillows, in a big branded British Airways bag. Uh, and they obviously called me out on it, and I was mortified. Oh, I was incredible. I was just crying with laughter. It's so, like, tell me you don't do this as well. <laughs> tell me you don't do this very often. Yeah. Go on. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. So now, now we know. Um, unfortunately, guys, it does in fact stay on board. <laughs> you, you cannot take that home. Oh, yeah. amazing, amazing Good learning though. But yeah, hell um, of a hell of a keynote. We love to travel and do. Uh, do these things it's great oh man oh man oh man okay moving on into a new do you like that <laughs> that's really good actually um moving on into a new segment that we've been discussing over the last few days to try and add a you know a bit of something different to the podcast uh ongoing and what we're going to try and do is the first episode of every month we're going to set ourselves some kind of challenge and that challenge will last, you know, probably for the rest of the month. Or it might be two weeks, a set period of time. We're both going to do it. And we're going to discuss the learnings, the findings, the results of said challenge. So this could be uh, doing an ice bath every morning for 30 days. It could be trying to hit a hole in one on a golf course. Well, let me just put that one in there because we want to play golf. Um, <laughs> the one we're going to start with is a really simple one. And actually, if you want to join in, it would be pretty decent. Uh, but we're going to try and do 100 press-ups every day for 30 days. It's pretty classic. It's all over YouTube, but we want to give it a go. Yeah. Now, the way we measure that, you came up with quite a good idea. What are we going to do? So we're going to, today, we'll do as many press-ups as we can in one go. Mm -hmm. So no rest, no break, straight in, see however many we can do. And it doesn't matter what that number is, but we just got to record it down. Um, and then over the course of the next 30 days or four weeks, we'll do... 100 press-ups a day um and then at the end of that time we'll do that exact same test again and we'll see how we get on um are we or are you what are you thinking in terms of the 100 a day how are you going to split it it's a good question i th i think what i'm going to do is 
first thing in the morning, I'm just going to max out like it. So just do as many as I possibly can. Yeah. And then probably do two sets during the rest of the day for the remainder of whatever that is. Yeah. Because actually five sets of 20, there's room for forgetting. There's actually quite a lot of sets. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what I'm going to do, or I may mix it up depending on. No doubt, I'm going to get injured probably. But um, <laughs> what about you? What What's your strategy? Yeah, I, I don't know. I actually don't know how many I'm going to be able to do. So I don't feel like I've done press ups in a long time. I'm not going to be able to do many. I reckon maybe forty. Yeah, that's pretty good going. Actually, I'm maybe less, maybe thirty. Yeah, I th- I, yeah. So I'd be yeah. I, I guess it'll probably I'll probably see how I get on in that test, and then. Yeah, I like I like that techers. Do as many as you can and then kind of go from there. Um but it'd be really interesting to see because 30 days isn't actually that long, you know, of time, but mm. 3000 press-ups is is a lot of press-ups. Yeah, it is. So, are we going to be Jack City? Probably not. Uh, I doubt it. We're going to have to do these in Cape Town. Oh bugger, yeah, we are. <laughs> Be doing that before we go out anyway, just to get a little really swat. <laughs> <laughs> just to get the nice little boohoo polo shirt. <laughs> get the tricep out. I've got a text. <laughs> <laughs> but I th- it would be good to see just doing it every day, because I don't, you, I don't do many things every single day. No, very few. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how we get on, and then uh, build on it and see whatever the next one is. Love it. Right, great. Good fun though, guys. Awesome. Yeah, let us know if you uh, if you want to join in. Yeah. Very simple. We'll drop a few bits on our Instagram probably and stuff as well. Um, just us doing press-ups mainly. But do join in. 30 days isn't very long, is it? So you've got no excuse. Just get involved. Don't be, don't be right. But yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. We'll uh, keep you up to date with all these exciting things as we go on, and we'll speak to you next week. See you next week, guys. Bye. Ciao, ciao.